Welcome to the Left of Straight Show, where we talk entertainment, music, books, foodies, and more each week with special guest interviews of interest to the LGBTQ community and our straight allies. Direct from the entertainment capital of Northeast Ohio. Northeast Ohio. Your host, Scott Fullerton, chats with some of your favorite entertainers, celebrities, newsmakers, and behind-the-scenes people across the country and around the world who make it all happen. So sit back, grab your favorite beverage, and let's start talking. straight show friends and future friends i'm your host as always scott fullerton you have found the place for interviews with celebrities and personalities from the areas of entertainment foodies books music and advocacy all from our lgbtq and straight ally communities today i'm joined by a friend i met through a fantastic no new friends podcast we had an amazing interview a few weeks back with the whole gang from the after dark episodes of No New Friends. So if you missed it, check out the link below. And although he's the newest member of the team, has quickly become one of the most popular hosts with their audience. Nick Ryan comes from my neck of the woods here in Ohio and is living the gay man's all-American dream. He has a handsome husband, a beautiful daughter, owns a small business that caters and gives back to our LGBTQ community. And from marketing for beer companies to working in the travel industry for others to Having a, his own business with his husband, he is just uh, working it all and showing what it's like to be a successful gay man in today's days. But like everyone, we've he's had his trials and tribulations, so we're going to talk about all that today. So please welcome to the Leftist Trade Show for the very first time. Very handsome, very charming. Mr. Nick <laughs> Bryan is back. Nick, how we doing, buddy? Thank you. Thank you for the amazing intro. <laughs> Well, I appreciate you coming back on the show. We had such a fun chat with your whole gang over at No New Friends podcast the other day. So it's it's kind of fun just to talk one-on-one, -on -one, just let the gay boys talk. Yeah, yeah. The, I've been having such a great time uh, talking about gay subjects to straight men that aren't as familiar with it. So it's been <laughs> um, a really amazing experience for me to have that opportunity to share that. And they've um, I felt like they've learned from it. They're learning to, how to be better allies and everything too. But yeah, obviously nice to have the gay chat too. <laughs> there you go. And that was a great point of the chat. I mean, your co-hosts over there, Scott and Chris, are such amazing allies. And that's partly due to what you guys have kind of discussed on the show over there, right? Yeah, it's, it's kind of weird how everything kind of fell into place with it. I, like I mentioned before, like... We started the podcast just kind of going a different route with things. And um, once I came on board, we started talking some gay topics and um, on one episode. And then all of a sudden, every episode, we're kind of discussing some gay topics and kind of education um, pieces along with it, too. So, Well, we did talk a little bit about in that episode about your background and your coming out and everything. So we'll just kind of do a quick Reader's Digest, talk about... Growing up in Ohio as a young gay kid, kind of coming into your own a little bit, and did you ever think that you're going to have the life you have today with a husband and daughter? 
No, I mean, I, I grew up in Lima, Ohio, which is Northwest Ohio, um, home of a TV show called Glee, if you're familiar with that. Um, so I grew up there. I moved to Columbus in 2005, where, um, where I want to say my life kind of officially started. Um, I feel like growing up in a smaller home, a smaller town, um, it wasn't as accepting to be gay. Um, wasn't really talked about much. And plus, it was in the 90s, too, where it was slowly starting to be more relevant, I guess, um, on television and stuff like that with Will and Grace and Ellen coming out and stuff, too. But never would I have imagined that I had a, I would have a family, that I would get married, that it would be legal to get married. Um, so much has changed over the years. And um, I'm so blessed to be where I am today as well, too, with owning a business and a very um, successful business. Everything's going amazing so far. So That is so great. And especially in Ohio here, I mean, we have all sorts of, uh, we're a very Republican state lately. I mean, it used to be kind of purplish. Now it's gone yep. <laughs> quite the other way to red. And we have a, a constitutional amendment on the ballot right now to make it 60% for any referendum to pass. And they're doing it right before we talk about abortion and who knows if gay rights is going to come next so it's kind of an interesting time here in ohio right yeah it's um i mean it's it's like that across the country unfortunately too i feel with florida kind of leading the way and the downward spiral with it um as far as um legal and government issues go but i feel like people are definitely standing up for it and being heard and everything i've seen so many amazing signs all around the community with the vote no on August 8th. So I'm super excited to get out there and cast my vote just for that. So there you go. I did my early vote yesterday. I took my mom and uh, we went out and did our little early vote. And uh, it's uh, it's it's sad when you go there, honestly, because it's the only thing on the ballot. Yeah, so that's what yeah, that's what they're saying in the commercials. So. They're paying all these people, all this jillions of dollars to be there. I mean, there was literally eight people in our early polling place for a one-issue ballot and everything that we're putting on just to try to change our constitution to make it harder to pass laws in our state. So yeah. Very sad, but that's something in and of itself later on. A little crazy. Yeah, it's hard, but like I said, we've we've had some great progress um, with um, gay marriage passing and um, making it legal for us, making it legal for us to adopt a child, um, and both be on that birth certificate as well, too, which is amazing. Right. Let's talk about your family, Bim. I mean, we were hoping to have Sean on, but he's been having some vocal issues lately. So unfortunately, he can't really, doesn't have the voice to join us. No, no. How did you guys meet? And uh, tell me how he became the love of your life. Um, We had met previously three years before we started dating. We met online on a website called Out in Columbus. And it was just a networking kind of community thing. We had chatted for a bit, stuff happened. I started dating somebody else, he dated somebody else, and three years went by, nothing happened. Um, after that three years passed, I had actually just got let and go from a marketing job I was doing working for Lego on a marketing tour across the country. And two days later after I was kind of hit an all-time low in my life, I was actually at the Lego store at the mall. And Sean was at the same store at the same time and saw me there. And he messaged me online later that night and kind of reconnected. So I feel like Lego brought us together and it, um, everything happens for a reason. I, I used to hate that saying, but I, I lost my job, but I was actually happy to lose that job. I was ready to be home and met my husband and now my family. So That's amazing. 
And it's funny, you kind of talk on uh, the episode we, we filmed earlier that uh, your husband kind of fell in love with Chris, your co-host over there. Yeah. <laughs> and I kind of, uh, read, doing research for you, I kind of fell in love with your husband. He's <laughs> like a serious superhero geek, which I is a big thing to my heart, all the superheroes and comics. Is he into that stuff? Yeah, he's, uh, he's a huge comic book nerd. Um, we have a giant comic book room in our house that annoys the crap out of me but it's his happy place <laughs> and now he has arcades and stuff to to go with the theme he started working on a tattoo sleeve that is all x-men um so he's got about 70 percent of that done already so definitely nerdy <laughs> i love that kindred spirit with me yeah. i gotta tell you i am one of those comic geeks myself long time coming there in fact we got comic-con next week but I think it's going to be a bust with all the writer strike and the actor strike. There's really nobody. Yeah, that's what uh, we were talking about last night because Chris um, actually lives so close to it that Sean was like, oh, I can come stay with you and we'll both go. But um, yeah, it sounds like things are going to be very interesting with all that happening. Very much so. And let's talk about the decision. Now, how far into your marriage were you that you started talking about kids? Was that before you got married? Did you know you wanted to have kids all along? Or how did that discussion uh, I think both of us always wanted a family. We just never thought it would be possible. Um, I, I don't honestly remember all the conversations kind of leading up to it. We just, we both knew we wanted kids at one point and, um, decided to start our adoption journey in, I believe it was summer of 2015. This is kind of when we started everything. So we had gotten together in 2009. So um, quite a few years under our belt, but finally got to a point in our lives where we felt comfortable, ready to start a family and all that, and ready to start planning. So. That's awesome. And you had two beautiful daughters. Um, unfortunately, you lost Har Harper and Piper, their names. Harper, you lost at three months. I'm sorry. So sorry about that. Um, how, how did you come about finding the two girls and what was that, how's, how's that journey been? So uh, we worked with an amazing adoption agency that was based out of Columbus, Ohio. And so they work with newborn moms that are primarily based in the state of Ohio. So we had the opportunity for both adoptions, both babies to meet the birth mother, mothers and be at the hospital when they were both born, which is oh, wow. an incredible experience. Um, unfortunately with Harper, she, um, she was our first daughter. She was born two months premature. So we spent 60 days in the hospital um, before she was able to come home. So it was quite a journey for that. We um, brought her home literally the day before Thanksgiving. So such an emotional, amazing time to be home with her. Um, and unfortunately, on New Year's Eve that year, she passed away at three months, um, had some health issues. After all that happened, we our agency was very great working with us, very supportive, gave us uh, a social worker to work with, gave us a therapist to work with, um, and we decided to go back on that ad adoption journey again. Um, and then um, six months later, we were matched up with Piper's birth mother, and she was born um, September, or she was born November of, of 2017. So, wow. so kind of a, yeah. Beautiful that you're able to kind of go on that journey again. A lot of people, that would have been very tough to lose a person. Yeah, it was very tough. And we we learned through a lot of classes and stuff too about parents that lose a children, end up in divorce. Um, we kind of built a stronger connection and relationship to each other after that. Um, we are we use our motto, just keep swimming from finding, finding Nemo, finding Nori, and 
um, just keep swimming and just keep moving along with life. And unfortunately, there's been a lot of curveballs in our life with Sean's health. Um, he's had multiple um, really crazy health issues over the past few years. And um, he's he's doing good overall right now. But like we said, he has no voice. And it's just very random. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Piper's loving that. Daddy's not yelling too too much. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Get away with a little more, maybe. Then. Yeah, I'm I'm the one yelling at both of them. So. <laughs> I love it. Um, talk about. I mean, you're you're raising Piper. Um, you have this beautiful daughter, which is also black. She's a different race mm -hmm. than you guys. Talk about that. How has that figured into your equation, and how do you kind of how, how have you addressed that situation and how do you think you're going to address it in the future? Um, we're, we're starting to get to that point where she, she is realizing she's different, um, but no negative issues on her end of anything. We've not had any negativity in our life, luckily. Um, and I've talked about this on our podcast as well, too, is that um, being a gay couple, you kind of always have your guard up in public no matter where you go. But being a gay couple with a black child, we're constantly just being prepared in case anybody comes up to us with any negative issues. And on top of it, just learning about everything with her being black, learning about her skin care being different, her hair care. Um, I actually just made an appointment this morning with a, um, a new stylist that we're going to work with, and she's going to teach us how to do some more stuff. But we've had a lot of help from our agency, from YouTube. Um, it's it, it's a learning process, but it's been a, it's been a really amazing journey. We've had so much support on vacations. Anytime we go to Disney World, like just so much love and support from anybody we see. Well, I bet just the love back from Piper has just got to be worth it all in the end, no matter yeah. what. Yeah, she's really really amazing kid. Very very loving. She and it's amazing that's to see that even though yeah she is adopted, to see ourselves in her too to see our personalities come out on her. She's getting that comic book nerdiness a little bit from Sean, which I'm like, let's stop watching this. <laughs> but um, but it's it's super fun. And she's got her her moment. She starts kindergarten soon. So we love it. That's awesome. Now, I'm, I'm getting very charmed vibes. Where did the names come from, Piper and Harper? Piper came from... Um, two different or actually three different things so charmed was one of them um for sean he loved charm um but for me it was a disney short called piper and it's about a sandpiper bird that um, was kind of just being born learning how to find its way on the beach and stuff um and for us that kind of um became a full circle moment when i opened my travel agency and we're trying to decide what names we wanted with it and that's where we decided sandpiper vacations for the travel agency so named it after piper our daughter in the sandpiper shorts um there was also a piper in orange is the new black too which was a an amazing show that we loved so um the name harper i don't I, I think it just was a name that we fell in love with right away um that we we knew exactly what we wanted and we were um gracious enough that we were able to pick the names um, for both of our children as well too that's awesome i love that and is uh, Piper the envy of all the girls there, knowing how often she gets to go on all these trips? Does she have all these girlfriends already to <laughs> hang along? Yeah, she's she's a little spoiled on the trips, and um, 
constantly every single day asking us like can we go on the mickey boat can we go to disney world so she she's very spoiled with that i'm i'm nervous to see what it's going to be like when she gets in the school and starts okay. talking about it with other people and so is she aware enough yet to maybe suggest a trip yet or just like the place that you've been to already she she like uh, go back uh, to mickey boat. yeah basically just go back on it's always on the mickey boat she loves <laughs> she loves her disney cruises she's been on quite a handful of them already but um she hasn't named any other destinations yet luckily which is i guess a good thing because we love going to disney all the time we love cruising so right yeah and let's talk about sandpiper vacations because you've built this amazing concierge business but travel has been something you've been you've been in love with for a long time even younger right yeah we i grew up um my parents were, I was very blessed. My parents took us to Disney World every three years, I believe, when we were kids. Um, we'd always go to Myrtle Beach every couple of years. We have a summer lake house. We'd always kind of just do some random little trips here and there um, around the East Coast of the country. So when I was single and um, just graduated college, I started working in a lot of marketing jobs that involved traveling. Um, so that's where I got even more of a passion for traveling. I was on, like I said, with Lego, I was on a three-month marketing tour on the West Coast. So I got to drive the country, see so much beautiful sights and scenery from um, San Francisco, Dallas, Texas, and Colorado and places like that, and um, just developed a huge passion for it. And then I'd been on a lot of cruises with my family. And when Sean and I got together, he had a huge passion for Disney, and I hadn't been there in probably 10 years. I think that was our first trip together was to Disney World, and um, since then we've gone pretty much almost every single year. Um, I got him involved in cruising now, too, so we take a lot of cruises. Um, we went on our uh, honeymoon to Australia and New Zealand, too, which was incredible. One of our favorite trips. I wanted trips. to ask about that because, yeah, I did see that you guys went to Auckland. You went to New Zealand too, yep, right? Yep. So uh, you were in New Zealand and Australia. How long a trip was that? And tell me about what that was like. Uh, it was incredible. So it was a two-week long trip. We decided with that long of a flight of basically 24 hours of getting there and you're losing a day getting there. So we spent two weeks there, um, four nights in New Zealand, the rest of the time in Sydney. Um, we were actually down there in February during what they call Mardi Gras. And Mardi Gras is essentially their gay pride. Um, so it was not only an amazing honeymoon for the aspect that we were in Australia, but to be there for their um, pride celebrations, which are just amazing and over the top. They bring in so much amazing talent and um, a parade that's at nighttime that's broadcast like across the country. It's it, I'm speechless just talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I've had friends that have gone. They've told me how amazing it is. So yeah. Very, very cool. And so now you guys have decided to go into business together. You were travel before for someone else, so it's a natural progression to want to open your own. You decided to start it during COVID? Now tell, tell me about it. Yeah, I, I, yeah, people thought I was a little crazy with that. So I had worked for a travel agency for about three years. I had met my old owner on a Disney cruise before. Um, so I was doing really well with that. And then unfortunately, COVID hit and everybody canceled their trips or their trips got canceled. So I, Sean and I were both essential employees during COVID. So we were constantly out working and he was working in retail. I was working in liquor stores for my job. So um, I did have a lot of free time to kind of start planning what I want my next move to be. 
Um, I always thought about opening my own business, but I thought it was going to be in the bar um, bar industry since I'd worked in alcohol um, sales yeah. since 2006, I believe. So um, we kind of just started talking. I was done working with my old travel agency. I was just not happy with um, the way I felt I was treated for being one of their top sales reps and decided, you know what, let's just start let's start my own. I knew it was a good time for me. That way I could focus on building my agency exactly how I wanted. Um, that way I could um, work on building future clients because I knew people were going to be excited and ready to get out of their house after <laughs> being stuck in their house. Some people a lot longer than others. So. So, um, yeah, we decided to start an agency August 2020, so we're coming up on our three-year anniversary, and things have been really amazing to the point that I left my full-time job last year in September. So I was working two jobs, um, selling liquor and vacation destinations, and left that in September last year. I have not looked back. It's been an amazing journey. Congratulations. That is amazing. I love hearing stuff like that. And I mean, it's so important to have LGBTQ representation in business and period, but it's nice to kind of have that, uh, especially in travel, because I don't think people understand some of the, I mean, LGBTQ people have challenges in a lot of different areas, but mm -hmm. travel, especially it can be, uh, there's a safety factor, involved, yeah. right? So talk about that element, bringing that into your business. How important that was yeah. Um, for me, I, I worked with my previous job with Miller Light and Coors Light. I worked in the gay community for eight years. Um, so I, I actually worked for an LGBT, LGBTQ marketing agency that we focused strictly on LGBTQ marketing um, for Miller Light and Coors Light was my brand that I worked with. So in return, I've taken my knowledge from that and I put it back into my agency to focus on it's not just slapping a pride flag on something and saying I'm gay friendly. Um, for me, I wanted to make sure I find safe spaces for my clients to travel to and let them know if they're, if they're debating going somewhere, let them know what issues could come up or what restrictions they might have towards or policies and stuff like that. But on top of it, we're also gay dads. So that brings in a whole nother level too of finding gay safe spaces and family-friendly places as well, too, where we're not going to feel judged or it's like going to a gay bar. You go to a gay bar because it's a safe space for you. If you are in a different state that doesn't have a gay bar, you kind of are looking for another safe space. So for me, it's making sure my clients know when, when to go, where to go, and all that. I love that. And the, the LGBTQ marketing experience has got to come into play there. I mean, I kind of figured that as well. It's got to, I think probably what makes you so successful is you understand that business. You understand that's the success of any business is knowing your clientele. Yeah. Right? yeah. And so you've really been able to learn that, I'm sure, quite deftly. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's um, I, not all my clients are gay clients. Or it's, I get families. I get Republicans, Democrats as well, too. So I, I, I support everybody. And I I want to make sure people have a great vacation is my ultimate goal. There's been so many issues, unfortunately, since COVID with cancellations and flight changes and resort closures and stuff like that, where we're still struggling with some things, unfortunately, in the vacation travel industry. Um, so my job is making sure I understand the destinations, understand what could happen, what could come up, and um, basically make sure my clients let them enjoy their time. I handle stuff on the back end of everything. So. 
Well, that's the great thing about it. You are a boutique agency and you spend that time with your clients, right? So, and you don't even charge your clients as this is all no. done uh, up front where they have nothing to worry about. You yeah. are all about taking care of everything. That's got to be an amazing peace of mind. There's obviously, I mean, we had 1,700 flight cancellations today because of heat. There's things that are out of your control. Yeah. But you were able to do that worrying for your clients, right? Yeah. So um, how I explain it to people, I don't charge any fees for um, any vacation packages booked with us. Um, our suppliers essentially have a commission built into their price. So if they want to book a cruise on, say, Carnival Cruise Line's website, there is a commission actually built into that price automatically. So it can either go back to the website or you can book directly through a travel agent where they're going to get that commission. So they're going to, in return, give you those services that they want to provide for you. So I provide more of a concierge service so I can handle hotel bookings, transportation, um, scooter rentals, wheel wheelchair rentals, strollers, stuff like that. Um, so the way I, I like to explain it to people is if you're paying, you're basically paying for a service, you might as well take advantage of it. So um, use somebody that is, has an expertise that is working constantly every single day in the travel industry and is understanding, yeah, these flight cancellations are happening. Here are some great backup plans. So. What's been maybe your, your most rewarding or best feedback from someone putting a vacation together for them? Do you have any ones that memorable ones that stand out? For me, I, I love the surprise ones. Like you always see videos on YouTube or TikTok or whatever of families surprising their kids for Christmas present. And I love knowing that I was help planning that for them, seeing the kids' faces on Christmas morning when they open up the present or a birthday present to find out that they're going to go to Disney World or go on a cruise or something like that. So I love seeing that. And I just love seeing, I just love seeing pictures of my clients having great memories. Um, for me and my husband, we've learned that life is too short. So for us, we decided after Harper died, traveling, traveling comes first. The world, life's too short. Enjoy it. Get out there, see the world. You never know what tomorrow is going to bring. So I, I just love seeing those memories being created. There you go. Great attitude and great advice. And I mean, you talk about cruises. That's one thing I've never done a full cruise. I've done a single day cruise out of San Diego, kind of went out to the islands and back once, uh, but I've never done a full cruise. It was very scarier than pandemic because they thought that those were kind of like petri dishes. How is the cruising industry coming back and what draws you to cruises? What makes them a special destination? Yeah, the, the cruising industry is coming back in full force. They have re had record-setting numbers the past, actually this past year was record-setting numbers for a lot of the cruise lines. Um, there's been some new cruise lines that came out. One of them um, launched right before COVID, uh, Virgin Voyages, which is an adults-only cruise line. Just got off of our third sailing on that um, through the Mediterranean about two weeks ago. It's been amazing just because for us, cruising is the best way to check out. Um, you can essentially pack your bags once, unpack it once, and not have to worry about a single thing when you're on that cruise. And it's so flexible, too, where you can you have so much things to do in front of you and on the ship, or you can do nothing. You can just sit there and relax, read a book, take a nap. Um, we do a lot of naps, <laughs> lots of great entertainment, food options, and you don't have to pay anything extra. You Everything is basically taken care of. Um, if you want to buy alcohol packages, you can do that. Plus, you're waking up every single morning in a different destination. So it's amazing to see so many different cultures and island experiences and 
you can see history you can go swim with dolphins or the possibilities are just endless cruising and i just love that aspect that's you pay one price and basically everything's right there i love that i i i've wanted to do it for a long time and i have not done one yet it's something i'm really looking forward to hopefully eventually here yeah, and we've we made some of our best friends on cruises as well too. That for us, Disney Cruise has been a huge asset to us. After Harper died, we hopped on a Disney Cruise literally two weeks later just to kind of check out of life. Um, and on there, we met literally our best friends that we still talk to every single day. We have group chats. We meet up a couple times a year from across the country. Some of them are even in Canada that we've gone to visit, and just the people that you can meet on your vacation can help change your life as well too. I bet that's great to hear. Where is the one destination that you and Sean have not been to that you want to go? Uh, it's probably different for both of us. For him, he would probably say he wants to go to the UK. Um, for me, I want to go to the, to the Netherlands. My grandparents were um, born and raised in the Netherlands and came over here after um, World War II. So we have my grandparents' old address that I'd love to go see where they lived and grew up. We saw some family over there. So it's definitely one destination that I want to go to. I love that. And where do you see your business going in, say, five years down the line? Is there anything you want to do differently? Um, is, is it just um, growing and learning more and just bringing more people into it? Or what? what's your goals right now? Yeah, we're um, constantly wanting to expand my knowledge, my world travels as well too so when we when we started the agency we were very heavily focused on just disney products because we are like i said we're passionate about disney we've been to disneyland we got married in disneyland um, California, um disney world disney cruise line and then we started expanding into the cruise industry when before covid when i was a, just a travel agent when the cruise industry was shut down i had to start pivoting i'm like okay where can i get clients or where do people want to go um, so I had a lot of all-inclusive resorts. So I had a lot of clients traveling to Mexico and Punta Cana because they were safe spaces um, during COVID. There were a lot of testing involved and all that. Um, so we're just continuing to expand and grow. We've expanded now into Europe with European cruises. I've had clients go to Greece, um, clients go to um, France. So we've uh, just constantly want to see so much more in the world. There's so much out there. Um, and even in the U.S. too, we want to see a lot more of the states even. Nice. And since we've become friends, I've been following you and Sean on social media, and you guys seem to enjoy a good Halloween trip, and you're doing going on a couple this year. What are some great holidays to go traveling on that are fun? Um, so we're doing a a coast-to-coast -to -coast tour this year for Halloween. So we're headed out west to Disneyland for their Oogie Boogie Bash. That event sold out in literally like five hours. It sold out last year in three days. So it's continuing to just get bigger and bigger. It's an amazing event. That's, it'll be our first time going. And there's, there's also Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Studios. So we're going to head east to Universal Orlando, do Halloween Horror Nights, which is more of a teenager to adult friendly option. It's full of haunted houses, but they're very themed to um, different movies and TV shows and stuff. Uh, so holidays, Sean is definitely more of a Halloween person. I'm more of the Christmas person. Um, Piper and I went on a little Christmas trip last year to Disneyland. And for me, it was just such a magical time. It made me appreciate Christmas and the holidays a lot more just because we both have worked retail forever. 
And when you work retail, holidays are not fun. So kind of give us that spark back and especially seeing it through my daughter's eyes now, um, seeing the holidays through her eyes, seeing everything through her eyes. It's, it just makes everything so much more special. And we'll start wrapping it up. What do you recommend people look for in a good travel agency? What, what, what are your red flags that you want to keep away from maybe? Uh, so basically, there are agencies out there that do charge fees, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I I get it. I've thought about it from time to time, just because we have, unfortunately, some clients that reach out to us, and they might ghost us, or they end up booking through the website directly and not telling us. For us, we get red flags with clients, but when you're coming to a travel agent, um, definitely look for somebody that has been traveling recently. Look to see where they've traveled to. Um, or look at their agency webpage to see what they're focused on. I've been, um, like I said, when we started out, my agency was primarily focused on Disney. So all my posts were Disney. That's where our clients are coming from. Um, I promote cruises because I've cruised 29 times now. So look for a travel agent that's been been on a cruise, that understands the ins and outs of it. Every cruise line is different, so it's it's obviously hard for us as a travel advisor, but we have the resources. I have great contacts with my suppliers, so um, I just went on a sailing in Europe, and my supplier from Virgin Voyages, my manager that I work with directly was there. I have a great contact from Disney and Royal Caribbean, so having those contacts and connections are super helpful, so make sure you find out um, that it's not just a person just selling travel. Anybody can pretty much do it anymore, um, but find out what connections they have or what they can do to help you. Nice. I like that. And what are the top two or three travel destinations you're finding from your LGBTQ clients right now? Is there any place that's particularly popular? Yeah. So, um, uh, Cabo and Puerto Vallarta are one of the, Puerto Vallarta is one of the biggest, most gay friendly options. Um, and then as well as Virgin Voyages Cruise Line right now, I've been promoting Virgin so much because you see it in their culture. Um, they're very, very gay friendly or LGBTQ plus friendly. They have a resident drag queen that works on board that is your diva for the cruise. They promote inclusivity in their cruise. So you'll see some of their crew dressed up um, as they want to be. So you'll see men wearing heels and um and makeup, or you'll see women wearing traditional men's clothing with pants instead of a skirt. So tattoos and hair, different hair colors and everything. So you see it in their crew and then in turn that translates to the clientele that's on board. So the clientele with Virgin Voyages, it's very open-minded. It's a come as you are vibe. So they're very supportive of show up to dinner in a tank top and shorts if you want, or show up to dinner in a suit and tie. It's it's completely up to you. you, you do you. <laughs> Nice. I love that. And talk about, let's finish it up with uh, Piper. Do you see her? What do you, what, what interest does she have right now? Does she just like to travel for fun? Do you think that she has any interest in fashion? Where do you see uh, her going right now? Um, she, she is very, she's a very strong kid. So we put her in gymnastics and just, her skills in gymnastics are so advanced for her age. She's only five and a half, um, but she can do a lot more than most of the eight-year-olds and 10-year-olds in her class even. Um, as far as like traveling goes, we've been having so much fun. Whenever we go to a new resort or hotel or cruise, 
we always do what we call a room tour. So we take videos and pictures around the room to show our clients what what to expect and what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's having fun with it now because she watches YouTube Kids and she's kind of creating her own little content now. So anytime we do a room tour, she has to do one as well too. Um, so I think oh, it's yeah. going to be fun to incorporate her more into the travel business and um, showcase her perspective as a child versus the adult perspective, which is um, going to be really amazing to see her progress into that more. That's amazing. A little junior, Julie, Julie the cruise director. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's fantastic. And final question I'll ask you, Nick, you, you guys live in Columbus. Columbus was, like I said, at one time, the number three gay city in the world. What do you recommend if people are going to come visit Columbus? What do you recommend they see? Uh, there's so much popping up here now. Columbus is such a young, fresh city. Easton Shopping Mall is kind of turning more into an entertainment complex now. There's a new Lego Legoland type place there that has some rides and activities. There's a lot of new arts art exhibits coming to town. Some of them are staying permanently as well. Um, it's just Columbus is, like I said, it's very young, very fresh. Um, there's always something new popping up that's entertaining. We're going to see a Broadway show next week with Piper checking her her first show to see Frozen on Broadway, and uh, nice. so always something happening here. That's awesome. And uh, do you and Sean get a chance to do date nights? What do you guys do for a date night in the city? Uh, it, it's not often we do it. <laughs> he is, with his schedule, he works retail, so his hours are kind of all over the place. And um, but we love we love going downtown and getting. There's so much great dining locations in Columbus. A lot of local places too, um, instead of the chain places. So we love trying new places. There's a couple new breweries that just popped up and distilleries. Uh, so it's we love to try all the different things out there. Well, Nick Bryan, I appreciate you coming on the Left of Straight show. I mean, thank you so much for everything you do. Your travel agency gives it back to so many great LGBTQ causes. So we appreciate that. Uh, we like having the resource out there. Uh, we hope Sean's going to be feeling better. And what a lovely family you have, my friend. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me. And um, if anybody's looking to book a vacation, um, definitely hit us up. We are at sandpipervacations.com. Um, all social media platforms were at Sandpiper Vacations as well, too. And definitely happy to book a vacation, find you a great place um, and a great deal, too. I like to save money. I'm all about saving money. <laughs> there you go. And Nick does all the hard work for you there. So do it. I was going to have that was the last thing I was going to ask, but I uh, appreciate it. Uh, the website address again is sandpipervacations.com. Very good. All right, Nick, stay in line for me, guys. We're going to have five questions with Nick coming up, because if it's a Tuesday, we always have five questions. Nick, again, appreciate you being on the Left of Straight show. We'll be back uh, tomorrow with another great interview. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Left of Straight show. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast distributor, and please give us a five-star rating so more listeners can find us. You can follow us on social media and be sure to check out our website, www.leftofstraightradio.com for contests and other news and information. See you next week.